Welcome to the Gym Wits Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, aka Chef Sonic. And we are the Gym Wits. So we are, we, I've said this in the past, but we are officially on the Alexa app nice. on the Amazon Echo. Nice. So if you have an Amazon Echo, um, you just have to enable the Gym Wits. You can do that on your phone. I think you can also do it just by saying, Alexa, enable the Gym Wits. And then uh, you have access to the podcast. And it's kind of cool because you can do things like fast forward through the show. Why would you want to do that? Or you can rewind through it, rewind back to hear our wonderful voices over and over. Uh, you can fast forward through episodes. You can go to three episodes back. You can search for episodes. So uh, it's really cool. So definitely if you have an Amazon Echo, um, you know, you're kind of, you know, around the house cleaning or doing whatever, and you want to listen to the Gym Wits, um, there's just another avenue for you to listen to us. So there are very few excuses. We're on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Alexa, everywhere. Nice. So, so and I know for a fact that Alexa likes us. I asked her. Yes, true. I guess Alexa, do you like the Gym Wits? And <laughs> what did Alexa say? She said, "Well, you guys are a little boring at times, but I like you for the most part." <laughs> So I guess that's somewhat about accurate. Pra- that's the praise, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So what have you been up to? Uh, nothing much. Uh, sort of enjoying this nice weather. It's about time. I know we complained for so long about how it was snowing and whatnot. You know what's messed up? Nice. What? The fact that we recorded this interview a few weeks or oh, so months we might be ago. About so we may the... actually be complaining in the uh-huh. interview about the weather that's being funny. cold. That's funny. I vaguely remember it being like yeah, during yeah. one of our storms. So... You may get double the the Jim Witz complaints about the weather or nice. or discussion about the weather. So yeah, if you hear the inconsistencies, it's because um, somebody and I won't mention names <laughs> somehow lost our intro and outro to this episode, and well, we so we have to do this over. <laughs> well, I don't know if I lost it. I think it was more like a ghost or something <laughs> right, yeah. swiped away. Sure. Anyhow, we have Christine Lucida. And she's going to talk about her book and her method and her dealings with personality types. And how it can affect your health, your wellness. So here is our interview with Christine. Hey everyone, we are here with Christine Lucida. How's it going, Christine? Hello guys, how are you? Good, very well. Good. Very well. So you're on the, uh, the West Coast, correct? I'm on the West Coast. It's a bit foggy this morning, but all is good. Well, yes, least, I am. You didn't have snow this morning, <laughs> at so. Least you didn't have snow. And on top of that, <laughs> you yes, you didn't have to worry about alternate side parking this morning, did you? <laughs> no, I haven't. But for 25 years, I did. I grew up in Connecticut, so I know oh, okay. all about shoveling snow and not being able to get places and everything closing down for. Um, a snowy day, so I'm all too familiar. And I'm happy to say I don't miss it too much, guys. Sorry. <laughs> it's funny. This has been um, an ongoing theme for the gym wits over the past three yeah. months. It seems as every time we ha- we're doing an episode, it's snowing outside. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It, and since we record, sometimes we'll do multiple episodes in a day. We kind of joke that listeners must think it snows all the time because I think we have at least like six or seven episodes in the last few weeks where we're talking about the snow because it's just we're not used to this amount and this far into the uh you know into the spring spring yeah uh, spring. yeah 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 
All right. So as always, oh well. First, let's let, let's introduce uh, Christine. Christine is a celebrity health coach and fitness expert, and of course, we're really interested to know how you got into that. But as always, first thing we ask is about your uh, health and fitness background. You know, if you played sports growing up, when did you get into fitness? Sure. Um, gosh, I played a ton of softball. My dad was very athletic growing up. Um, and so I, I did play a lot of sports, a lot of competitive sports. Um, running, although, was one of the most difficult things for me, it turns out. Um, now is probably one of my greatest strengths, which is just so really ironic because growing up in the 80s, I mean, he didn't own that many pairs of sneakers, a couple Reeboks there and there, you know, but, um, so, so I, I, I love, I love competitive sports. Um, I got into health and fitness. Um, my weight has been something I've had to worry about since I was about 13. And, um, I knew in this career, um, that I would really need to find something that was meaningful to me. I'm sort of a very deep, older soul type person, and I wanted to be able to um, really embrace who I am. And I knew the only way to do that was to get the right information because I had been led down um, a path of so much wrong information that it made me afraid to eat any type of food. So probably when I was... Um, about 17 years ago, 18 years ago, I decided uh, I'm going back to school and it's going to be for nutrition. So I am a nutritionist. I am a certified personal trainer. I am a Pilates instructor. I am a mindfulness educator. I'm a behavior change specialist. Um, those are kind of my more formal um, credentials. But I have, again, been doing this for the last 17 years. I've worked with Dr. Heisinga, who um, was the main doctor for the doctor of The Biggest Loser. Um, I've run his weight loss clinic for several years. I work with um, his VIP clients for probably the last 12 or 13 years. Um, and I just, again, I wanted to help people embrace their own physical and emotional realities because the truth is we all have such different lives and different worlds and different personalities. And I've found over the time the way I was able to get successful is to really learn to work with who I was and stop chasing what worked for somebody else. Um, and so that's what led me to this, to my new book, The Right Fit Formula, and sort of my journey in the whole health and wellness space. All right, fantastic. So, of course, we're going to ask about, uh, well, I guess you already explained how you got into it. So we'd like to hear more about the, the beginning of your career in fitness. But because you mentioned that you grew up in the 1980s, um, Ryan and I are children of the 80s. And, of course, the 90s were really... I, you know, we, we were very young in the 1980s, but we sort of, you know, came into our own in the, in the 90s. And I'd like to hear from you because a lot of our listeners are, uh, are millennial of college age right now, a little older, some even younger. What were some of the, 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 the fitness, I'm not going to say myths, but some of the ideas that you might have heard in the 1980s and 90s that you just didn't have you know, the internet then that had all the information, right, like you do now or in tons of videos and tons of this. So can you remember things that you heard sort of growing up before you got into 
doing fitness as a profession that you can sort of think back on now and says, wow, I can't believe people really bought into that. Yeah, well, I mean, there was the whole food combining um, method. You you burn, uh, you combine certain types of foods, and they were going to mix with your body chemistry different. Um, there was the whole herbal life, you know, drink these shakes and you're going to lose weight. And there was the whole weight loss pills. Um, but one of the biggest things I found was I was so surprised that um, how much you were geared away from like actually whole foods. I, you know, like bananas are bad or they're too high in glycemic um, or or, uh, mangoes you shouldn't eat or... No, eggs came under, you know, fat in general. Exactly. Eggs are terrible. I mean, every day there was a new thing that was bad for you and that you shouldn't do. And here we are, come full circle 30 years from now. Actually, this is what you only should be eating if it once flew out of the sky or grew out of the ground. These whole foods are what we need. So I think that in that time, it really pushed people to um, really use prepared foods and, and boxed foods because they were thinking that some of these main elements were so bad for you. And, and it's I, I stand with millions of people who grew up in that time, and we are all dumbfounded, like, wow, this is where it led to. It's kind of crazy. I mean, there, there was also, too, with exercise, like crunches were the thing. You oh, got yeah, yeah. to do crunches, crunches, <laughs> crunches, you know, and... The truth is, is crunches aren't really great for a lot of populations. We're already a society that spends too much time, um, you know, on computers and 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 uh, sitting. That doing things in forward flexion are really actually aren't so beneficial for us. We should be really training on our posterior side. So I, I've seen it kind of come full circle, um, and I'm happy and excited that it has, and to bring balance into people's lives. Yeah, it's, it's funny. The one that Ryan and I would always hear when we were first getting into working out was, oh, more reps will help you tone the muscle. Like the term toning <laughs> the muscle. Yeah. Right, will help you tone. Well, well heavier weights will get you big. And and it's like, <laughs> now we know more of the, the, the science and really the, the truth behind it. But that was a funny one. I remember um, my freshman year of high school, gym class, my gym teacher told us that. So it just goes to show that someone you, like you, you sort of look up to and say, oh, this person is a teacher. They know what they're talking about. She didn't know what she was talking uh, about. I'll one-up you on that. My, I had a gym teacher who told us that, that peanuts, peanut butter was the closest thing to steroids. So if you wanted to get big, eat lots of peanut butter. And so sure enough, all the guys in the gym class we would start eating tons of peanut butter, thinking that somehow it would have this like anabolic effect. But it's, if peanut butter is good if you want to get big, but not because it's like steroids. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy you know it's like what's the fat of of the error and that's what people are pushing and yeah. it's just it's mind-blowing to me you know yeah. so i mean i i wanted to look like cindy crawford's trainer listen i'm five three even when i weighed 98 pounds i knew vogue wasn't coming for me right <laughs> but i hired her trainer radu <laughs> And he had me do so many lunges that within five minutes I was nauseous and <laughs> couldn't continue the entire workout. Lactic acid just came right up. 
But, you know, you just were, you, that's what you did. You wanted to be like someone else or you were given this misinformation. And luckily, we live in a society today where there's, you know, people like you guys and um, really helping people see the right information. Yeah. And, and actually, so, you know, going through your your bio and your book, you seem to have a really you know, good, useful, practical approach to to fitness and living a healthier lifestyle. So maybe can you tell us and tell our listeners just kind of how, how you approach living a healthier lifestyle, I guess both for yourself, but also for your own clients and for, you know, people who, who want to read your book. Like what's what's your approach to healthy lifestyles? Absolutely. My approach is balanced. Um, so for so long, uh, I've seen, uh, again, over the last 17 years through my personal and professional journey, is that we're chasing trends, we're chasing what worked for somebody else, your mother, your sister, your hairdresser, your co-workers, instead of really tuning into what works for you. And so what I decided to do with this book, knowing how difficult it is, um, and I wanted to blend personality profiling, which I took the gold standard in um, personality profiling, which is the DISC assessment. And I'm like, this is genius, right? It's helping people run multi-million dollar businesses and helping people pair with the right types of employees, why aren't we using a system like this for our health and fitness? So I decided to take that profile and build out these personality types in my book called The Right Fit ID, which is helping people um, find out who they are, which is there's a leader personality type, and we could talk about that. There's a socializer, there's a, uh, a supporter and a planner. And my approach is really simple, which is embrace who you are because you've got this one life. And if you can learn to work with who you are, if you love chocolate, stand up, be proud, put your hand in the air. Yep, I'm a chocoholic. Now learn to work with yourself because, again, we all have such a different reality um, in uh, emotional and physical. And we've spent so much time making it so hard for ourselves, right? I, I met this nutritionist, like I told you, at 13 who told me, you know, ketchup is bad, bananas are bad. I was so crazy over food that I once ate Apple Jacks for three months straight breakfast, lunch, and dinner just to be able to count the calories. And then I would go on the Stairmaster on the highest level for three times. They're all 15-minute increments. And no surprise, though, guys, I wasn't losing weight. I'm like, I don't understand. You know, I was having like six or 700 calories. And, um, and, and, and this is the society that we can't focus on. So I, what I, my approach is really practical, and I want people to – um, focus on one main goal, which is to feel good because you guys must know you talk to a million people. How many people do you talk to who are trying to lose weight and never eat foods they enjoy? It's, it's crazy. I'm like, I hear I eat the egg beaters or they eat, you know, measure five baby carrots and they're eating, you know, uh, things that don't make sense to them and that they don't enjoy. And it's, and it's not anything that they can sustain. So I want it to be really realistic. I want it to be really practical for people, but I also wanted it to be personalized for them. So in the book, I have broken out um, each personality type and I have you take a fun quick quiz in the beginning to see what tendencies and character traits that you are most drawn to, right? And then I break out throughout the book 
on how that personality type responds to stress and then antidotes to help you. There are meditations in the book. Um, I call it match.com, C-A-L-M. And um, I also do that for a food plan for this personality type. And I do that for workouts for your personality type. And I do that for how you guys manage energy and time because there are certain obstacles that we all face on a journey of living healthier and happier. And um, unless you have the tools to work with them, then it's it's going to be very difficult. And my goal is to make things easier for you. Only when I came into the concept of, oh my God, how can I make things easier for me? Well, I know the leader type um, and I fall into that category. I don't want anyone telling me what to do. That's not natural to me. So, um, but I also, I'm a big picture thinker and so are leaders. So we don't spend a lot of time on small details. So that includes your food and fitness. So how that applies and breaks down to each personality type, and you guys can stop me, but um, that breaks down to I'm going to buy everything pre-cut. I'm in the grocery store. I'm getting everything measured and pre-cut. I'm, it's like a no-brainer, and I just will have it there. Be, and, and, I don't, and, and, and leaders don't go after group workouts. Like everything is individualized. It's, it's about power. It's about control. It's about um, learning to work with who they are. And so my socializer personalities, they're like the prettiest productive, right? They're like everything's got to be Instagram worthy and they can't wait to share it with their friends. And But the problem with that personality type is their motto for life is YOLO. So they're going to need to ground themselves, and um, and these are really important methods. And then I've got the supporter. That personality type is like the tried and true. That's their motto. They're they're um, logical. They they stick to what they know. They want safe workouts. They go with things like yoga um, when they're prepping their food. They're like making it in bulk, and they're making it for their family, and they're putting things in the freezer. And and you can see how that would be completely a terrible idea and very unsuccessful for the leader type or the socializer type, they would fail miserably at that. And then I've got the planner types who are my analytical thinkers and they love to track stats and they want to journal their food and they'll, they'll do anything in the name of science. If you look at their house, they've got the measuring cups and they've got the Fitbits out and they've got the scale out and they're the ones who are going to the restaurants and like, Hey, can you, um, I'll take a Turkey burger with no bun, put a lettuce on it, a slice of avocado. They're the ones modifying everything. And same with their, um, their workouts, right? They want precision. They want control. They're going to go after things like Pilates and, and things that have science behind them. So, and again, and they're perfectionists, right? So they need to do meditations like letting go. And so because of my background in behavior change and mindfulness, I wanted to give people a full perspective because all of these personality types, worlds are so different. And the book evolves to a completely different plan for every single reader, which was challenging in the least bit to say, but so personalized. And so because I understand, again, these personality types, I just wanted their journey to be theirs. Hence the title, your personality plus your favorite foods plus your lifestyle equals the only weight loss plan for you. 
So how does is it easy for someone to determine which category they fall into? Because I think there are definitely oh, uh, people who are clearly one of the four, but then I can think of some situations where someone may be unsure of which one they fit into. So how do you, is there a way to determine that? Absolutely. If you go to my website, christinelucida.com, at the top, you can go take the quick quiz. I'm giving this for free to everybody. But also there's a, you know, a much uh, more uh, deeper quiz in the book. But yes, we're all going to have crossover tendencies, right? We're all we're all a mixed bag. But there will be traits that you predominantly are drawn towards. And I say, just go with the ones you lean towards. I haven't yet found anyone who's like, wait, I'm not sure I have got a little bit in each. Um, and, and, and perhaps there will be, right? This is not a perfect world, but you're, you're going to know quite, quite quickly who you are. And were, were you, when you were kind of developing this, was it, was there really like a eureka moment where you realized like kind of it all fits or was it something that you were, you kind of slowly tested on your clients or like, how did you really kind of come to the realization that like, this is a book, this is something I have to do? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. Um, I have been testing this method for years and years with hundreds and hundreds of people. And um, I have worked with like shakes and I've worked with, you know, CEOs of Fortune 100 companies. I've been flown all over this world to deal and talk with different types of personalities. And I realized even the toughest and stubborn of mindsets um there, it only really sunk in when it was really geared towards them. So as uh, and and I wanted to reach more people, and I was like, wait a minute. One day I kind of woke up about four years ago, and I'm like, I think I have a lot of great information that I can give to people. And because my journey was so difficult, I want to make it easier. And so I started putting together this book, and then I put it down for a little bit. And then I'm like, hmm, you know, I think I've got to, I've got to get this forward. And so I've got to, I found an agent and then, you know, I wrote the proposal and I had such a phenomenal response to it. Everyone was like, wow, no one has ever combined like the disc assessment and the personality profiling and put these together. And then the momentum sort of just, you know, took off and then, as I was writing the book, it was so interesting because I, 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 I this book, uh, I don't know if you guys got the hard copy. It's, it's 335 pages. There's recipes in there for personality types. I mean, it's a really, really thorough book. But I felt like I could have kept writing forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to keep, like, cutting it back. So I'm excited it's here. I'm excited that it's going to help people um, make their journey personalized. And it's great for even professionals because then you'll understand who the client is in front of you. And if you have that ability to meet them where they are that day, just like I'm encouraging every reader, if we could meet ourselves where we are that day and, and, and embrace ourselves, oh my God, it's going to be so much easier. So um, you mentioned behavior change um, and kind of that being one of your areas of expertise. And I, I'm interested in that because it's, you know, I think it's an underemphasized area of health and fitness because it really, when it comes down to it, it's almost, you know, I'd say 95% of the time it's about behavior change, especially as a trainer. So I guess, how do you incorporate what you've learned into, into your programming? And I guess, what are, are there any, I guess, any behavior change approaches that people don't take or that trainers don't take that really should be used with clients? Absolutely. I think first and foremost is watch them. Watch them as they're exercising. Are, what are their comments? What are their body's responses? 
What are they saying to you? Because oftentimes we're so busy as trainers and oh gosh, early in my career, I I am so guilty, raise the hand of this. But you want to give someone like you think you're supposed to like kick their ass, you know, or give them a good workout so they come back, you know, and that isn't really it at all. Their formula for success is so different. It's like really paying attention to the person's lifestyle and are, are, are they like a high stressor and kind of giving them like paying attention to where they are that day and giving them workouts that match their mood to or that would complement them or kind of bring them grounded, you know, uh, back into the present moment. Um, and so I, I and, and really listening to their responses back to you if they're coming back to you and you're giving them plank let's just say because I've had a client who just you can't convince him that plank is good for him because it feels horrible to him so you know what I do we don't do plank you know and you have to have this flexibility and I talk a lot about this in the book is the flexibility to um uh, listen to people, listen to your body, and again, meet it where it is. And so um, encourage, I, I would encourage as professionals us to ask them, check in with them, how good does this feel? Check in with them before their workout. Check in with them during, is this cool? You know, it's like a, a two-second question. How are you feeling? Does this feel good? Does your body feel good? You know, and then at the end of the session or, you know, a couple of hours later, send them a quick text. Ask them what their response is because if you do, they're going to respond and they'll either say, hey, oh my God, I hated that. I hurt for three days after my neck hurt, you know, and, um, and this and that, or, oh my God, I felt really taller. I felt really stronger. I really start to notice a difference because that's what's going to motivate people if they're having fun, if there's, and there's the three S's guys. Are you sweating? Are you smiling? And are you sustaining? And if you are getting those three, you know you're going to have a very successful relationship with them. They're going to have a successful response to stress. And don't 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 be selfish, right? Don't put your um, needs in front of the clients. You don't need to impress them. You don't need to um, give them a workout. Or if their goal is to lose weight, I, and this is something that I really realize working with so many people with with weight loss from a hundred pounds down to you know five pounds or twenty pounds is people will do it on their own journey and on their own time. And our role as a coach, not a trainer, but as a coach is to give them the tools, but lead them down the road to what feels good for them. If you are genuinely interested in their success, you will help them find what feels good and keep pointing to it in every direction. Does that just overeating pizza? Did that really feel good in the end? Mm, Probably not. You know, um, did, you know, uh, that run feel good and just keep pointing them. So they keep building this list of all the things that feel good because when our days get crazy and I've got this in the book, it's called the feel good list. When our days get crazy, we don't have a lot of freedom to say, Hmm, I'm going to try something new. No, nobody's at a binge fest on a great day. So you've got to go back and have like a list of things that are routine that you know you can do that are familiar. So this is my approach with people and behavior changes. Get them 
clued in. That was a really long answer for you, and I'm really <laughs> no, sorry about that. <laughs> that was great. Info. <laughs> you know, it's just get them tuned into what they're feeling because if people can understand what they're feeling, they can work with it. It's like Jaws. You know, what's the most famous line? Um, I think I'm going to need a bigger boat. We've got to help them expand their capacity to um, be uncomfortable and learn to work with it, whether that's, you know, running for a block, walking for a block, whatever. I, I used physical fitness to transform me, and that's, um, that was my journey. Uh, I'm very, the leader type is very impatient, um, and so I used interval running as a way to build my, uh, expand my window of um, tolerance for being uncomfortable. And I do that a lot with my clients. They have no clue I'm doing mindfulness with them, you know, um, and that's kind of been the most exciting thing, watching the success of so many people after a long time. All right, so uh, shifting gears a little bit, on the subject of branding, now you've done a great job of branding yourself and of course, anyone knows who's in business for themselves that, <clears throat> excuse me, the business side of things, the branding, the marketing is so important. Now, of course, we know in in the fitness world, fitness and health world, branding is a huge and marketing is just such a huge part of the game. So mm-hmm. do you have any advice for a fitness professional or someone or aspiring fitness professional as to how to go about branding him or herself into getting the most out of the business side of things. Sure. Gosh, I've had a, the last three years have been intense marketing. Um, there's a genius guy I love. You could, people should go follow him, David Avrin. He's called the, um, the visibility coach. Um, I love him so much. I've met him at a conference a few years ago, and he's been a great mentor towards uh, me. I am very fortunate to work with a lot of um marketing people um as clients so they've kind of given me a lot of insight but i would the best advice i would give to people is to really find out like what is your philosophy what could um you say um like how, how do you feel so strongly that no matter what anyone else said you your mind can't be changed and i'll give you an example ryan what if you said to me christine I think personalities have nothing to do with weight loss. It's only about calories in and out. Nothing else matters. And um, and they can sustain it. They're just, you know, they need more willpower. I would probably hang up on you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. There, there, nothing that you could say would ever make me believe that. Because I have been in it tried and true. So, and, and that's my truth. And I would say, so connect with what your truth is, what you really believe to be true. And then I would say, expand on that truth and, 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 and test it out with people, right? Like, hey, because I mean, through this whole process of the book, I had so many different titles for the book. Um, and I would just drop words to people and see how they respond. And it was so crazy. I mean, it was really, really clear what wasn't working and what was, you know, and, um, and so I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't know if I'm giving you any helpful information, but, um, I would just say what you really believe is going to be your greatest marketing and where do you find that? that market or where do you find that person 
um, or, or trying to think of the advice that I had been given. You know, my truth was so strong and I think that's really what it was for me. I was like, you know, I, there's, there's nothing out there like this right now. First of all, take stock of what all your other fitness professionals are doing, right? See what they're doing. See what you really believe in and what you think is total horseshit and what you think is missing in the market. I thought personalized um, exercises and I thought personalized food plan was completely missing. I realized that 1,500 diet books released a year and we're still failing. And believe me, it's not for a lack of new information out there. Shit, we've got, sorry, we've got enough. Um, <laughs> don't get me started. New York's coming out. Um, we've um, got, you know, enough new diet plans out there for the next 50 years. What was missing was a personal connection to ourselves. you know, the ability to build back what has been disconnected. And, and that's how I would encourage any fitness professional to take a look. What do you think is missing out there? And what are your strengths? I'd also probably say something that transformed me completely, guys, was um, Strength Finder 2.0. Get that book and run with it. Because I was really in a position in my career a couple of years ago. I'm like, how much more am I going to go do this private business? You know, I'm sitting in uh, running around town. Like what, like how, how can I maximize this opportunity? And when I read this book and it was just like confirmation of my traits. And then I no longer started putting my energy and trying to be great at things that were out of alignment to my personality, you know? And then it, that's really, you know, was kind of like my, a eureka moment of like, oh my God, that's right. And that's exactly what I've been saying about, you know, food and fitness. I'm like, only when it's in alignment to who you are, are you successful? And then here, you know, here's the book two years later and so forth and so on. So spend the time knowing what you're really passionate about and what's missing in the market and then let your truth be your guide. Like, what do you think that you could do that is so different or um, really have a deep faith in yourself too. Like, yeah, hashtag you got this, you know? So I think it's easy for us as people. Now, I'm not a fitness professional. I'm an enthusiast, but I've been doing the podcast now for quite some time. Um, you know, Ryan's professional. Tony, our dietitian, is professional. And clearly you're a professional in, in this field as well. It's easy to talk about, well, do, you know, this program or even what, what, what you, you know, what, what you preach, which is, I think is great advice. You know, you can do it. You can do your, your diet. You can stick to your fitness uh, regimen. But it's those other obstacles in life that always seem to get in the way. Um, yeah. Work, family obligations, Something always comes up. You gotta pay bills, so that almost that takes priority over almost everything. Um, then comes family, having a social life. Your car breaks down, and then you have to scramble at the last second. Like, how do you deal? Well, I'm I'm actually curious personally. How have you dealt with obstacles? And then, what advice do you have for the, the people out there that are like, well, you know, I can. I can work out, I can diet, but when life, things get in the way, it's just too difficult. That's a really, really important thing. Um, and 
I'll tell you um, the first and foremost answer to that is is that I bring flexibility. So I understand my personality type and I understand my lifestyle that if I don't get things done in the morning, I'm a very energetic woman, which means that when my focus is on something, I'm like an all-in person. Um, and so if I don't hit my window in the morning, I will get focused on other tasks that pull me away. And then I will hem and haw and be miserable that I didn't do my workout. But um, so I, I really prioritize. And so I would say for for people is first prioritize, first bring flexibility. Like, you know, you set out to run a mile, a three miles, and hey, your kids, you know, school called or your job called and they need you earlier and you only got to do a mile. I would say focus on what you can do right now. Make a routine. There's a, there's a lot I'm skipping over. Let me, let me get organized for you. First is bring flexibility to whatever you're doing. Um, second is I would say set a routine and I say morning, you know, if you're not a morning person, then you're not a morning person work with who you are. But most, for most people, I found that the morning time is definitely something better because, um, too many things can happen during the day that are, uh, that are out of your control. And it's a lot less that happens in the morning that are, you know, that you can learn to work with. And then, um, also, you've got to have an SOS plan for stress, for time, for energy. And actually, and I, I don't want to be like Sally, but I'm bringing you back to the book. And the reason why I am is because that's exactly what happens. Your time gets out of, you know, out of control. And then a lot. So I put this 24 hour countdown tool for people to really be accountable and to find out where your time is being spent. Because that's the first thing people say, I have no time. But what I found out over the years is, most people still have a couple hours left in the day, but they don't have the energy to pursue their goals. And that's a whole other battle because energy is like money, guys. And if you don't um, keep track of it, you'll run out. And so you need to have things that you enjoy and you need to build those into your daily routine, whatever it is that brings you joy, whether it's you know playing a pickup basketball or whether it's going to the farmer's market or it's going to play you know, some other kind of sport, those should be into your daily and weekly routines because those are the things that restore you and, and help you feel more balanced and balance out your life. Um, you, you'll need to learn a skill set of stress. You know, mindfulness is great. UCLA, I'm a part of that program for the last 11 years. Um, they've got, uh, it's called the Mark, M-A-R-C. People can go online and take some online courses but um, they're all tools to work with these obstacles that come into our lives every day. And, and don't hold on to anything so tightly. You know, not, nothing's the end of the world, right? Unless it's, you know, death. But other than that, everything else is workable. Everything else is flexible. Um, and, and don't beat yourself up. You've got to have a strong... Um, uh, belief in yourself, but you've got to learn how to laugh at yourself a little bit. And I talk about this in one of the chapters. Um, I, I said, dear, I think I say, dear voice in my head, can you shut the F up? Because we have these voices in our head and we don't have a lot of flexibility. And if our time isn't perfect, then we're discounting it as completely unworthy altogether. And, um, and so I, I think these are really important tools that have kept me balanced and 
help me be successful. Yeah, not every day. Let's the I just had um a giant book event yesterday at the Barnes and Nobles here in Los Angeles. I've got eight guests coming over. I'm about to do some TV appearances. All I want to do is get to the gym, but I can't because I've got a million other things. And instead of beating myself up, I'm just like, okay, well, today's not going to happen, but I can still keep other things. My food can still stay on track. I don't have to, you know, go overeat. I can sit and get a couple of minutes of meditation. There are other things that you can do. And I think for people opening up that, um, our vision towards things, you know, that it's, not, like most people view things if they can't do something then it's a problem and it's like a straw hole like you're looking through a straw hole like well I'm only focused on this one thing that I can't do so I can't see all the rest of the good that I can control and I say focus on the things that you can control put yourself first aim to feel good bring flexibility and um and have a plan have a plan you you, you it's very difficult to so-called fail if you've got a plan. And uh, again, leave room, leave some wriggle, uh, wiggle room. Hi, Christine. Well, thank you so much. Where can we find you? You can find me at christinelucida.com. And you can find lots of good stuff and information there. And you can take the personality quiz at the top of the page. And I'd love to hear from people. You can also find me on Facebook, Christine Lucita Fitness, or Instagram, or Twitter. Awesome. And uh, where can people buy the book? At the website? Or is it on Amazon? Bookstores? Yes. Yep. yep. Um, the, my book, The Right Fit Formula, is available at uh, Amazon, at Barnes & Nobles, at Walmart, um, Goodreads, basically anywhere you can purchase a book. That's where the book is, and you can also get it on my website. Cool. And is it uh, digital and or audiobook form too? Yep. It's yep. There's a Kindle version, and there is a hardcover version. Awesome. Great. Well, we'd love to have you back on. So anytime you have something else to talk about um, or promote, we, we'd love to have you back. It was a really great conversation. Oh, us too. Me too. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. I love how you're inspiring people, and you inspire me as well. I listen to your to your podcast, and thanks so much for your time. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. bye. So I must say I was a little skeptical of the uh, personality uh, type statements that she was making. And uh, she did. She does have a um, on her site a little questionnaire. And after taking it, I'm still skeptical. I've never believed that you could just ask a bunch of generic questions and accurately portray someone well, what did you think high praise from you uh, well, so, <laughs> you know i think there how do i work so i took the personality test and i don't think it was very accurate for me but i think that whenever you're trying to sell anything in fitness like kind of the angle is important so i think the idea works yeah, like i do I, I definitely think there is validity to, to what she's trying to express. I just think that to me, the personality test maybe is a little gimmicky. It's kind of like something to, to get you in the door. So I don't put much stock in that. Okay. I think that if you, you know, I think the book has the right information and I think that there, you'll, you know, there's a lot to get from that. That's valuable. I think something like that test is a little, you know, it, it's hard. It's, it's very hard. It's tough to, there's so many variables 
attached to our personalities that I think it's really difficult um, in you know to answer in 10 questions and so to me I see that a little bit more of a gimmick okay. um, but I think there is value in the book and there's value in, in any program I think you know we all kind of have to find our angle to make things work uh, but it really comes down to what's going to motivate somebody and so it does help if you're kind of looking at people from the perspective of, you know, what's your personality. I think it is tough to do like a one size fits all type of thing. So yeah. it is tough yeah, without actually meeting the person. That's always the challenge of any trainer that wants to create a program for the masses is everybody is an individual and they have their own traits and they have their own characteristics and they have their own desires and wants and needs, et cetera, et cetera. So as the professional, you know, if you create something for the masses, you naturally, it loses its individual component. So the it's, it is really difficult to create a book or create a program or create something that you want people to, you know, as a, to follow as a group, um, but also make it work for individuals. And I think it's a, you know, she, she, it's an ambitious task. And so I think she does a good job in the book, at least in, in, in kind of identifying some of the traits that vary in people and, and at least giving strategies. So I think more than just like this personality needs this or that personality is that, I think more important is like these are different strategies. So, you know, maybe you don't fit into any, maybe the category is wrong but the method is right. So it might be a situation where where maybe her prescription for your personality doesn't work, but maybe you find that the prescription for another personality does. So yeah. I think it's more strategies. And, okay. and so the more ideas and more strategies that you can get, the better. And so I think that's really that's the value. Right, it could also be confusing. Sure, yeah, you're, you know what, you're absolutely right. So, so I think what, as somebody who deals with a lot of, has dealt yeah. with a lot of people and deals with fitness programming, one of the, so there are two kind of parts to this. Part one is the actual, like, here's what you have to do. Here's how you have to eat. Here's how you have to exercise. Here's what you need to do to get your results. And that can be confusing as hell. The other part of it, though, is here are the habits that you 